listener. Hi, and welcome back to Broadsheet Around Town. I'm Emma Joyce, Broadsheet's Features Editor. Martinis are having a moment from a Sydney bar dedicated to the short and punchy cocktail to weirdly flavoured ones, such as ones made with chicken salt. Now is the time to order a martini. And it's not just me saying that or broadsheet saying that. Bartenders are calling it. Hayden Lambert, who is owner of Melbourne's Above Board, says that the Negroni fads dropped off and martinis have taken its place. So who better to tell us more about this trend than broadsheet writer Callum McDermott, who wrote an entire feature about it. Hey, Cal. Now, you're making a big call on kind of a classic cocktail that Mm. seems to have returned. And in many ways, it's a classic cocktail that's returned in a classic way. It's on lots and lots of menus, especially a two-sip martini. But there's also a bunch of places doing weird flavoured ones. So before we get into who's doing what and where, who did you speak to for your story and what did they say about the trend? Yeah, so I spoke to Hayden, who, as you mentioned, is the owner and bartender of Above Board, which is sort of a secluded cocktail bar in Melbourne that's very well regarded. And I also spoke to Rocky Hare, who works for the Mucho Group, who are behind bars such as Cantina OK, the Mezcal Specialists, um, TOs, who are all about margaritas, and most recently Bar Planet, who are all about martinis. Now, is it just a really good timing on their behalf that they opened a martini bar, or has this trend been bubbling elsewhere? Yeah, I've, I've been thinking about it a lot, and I think you can't view drink trends in a vacuum. You can't. For instance, I don't think it's a coincidence that the entire Negroni wave that we've been seeing over the last few years coincided with everyone getting back into Italian restaurants. On the restaurant side of things at the moment, especially in Sydney and Melbourne, we're seeing a return to big, brassy steakhouses and French bistros. And it's no surprise to me that the cocktail that's perhaps best suited to that is a classic martini. That's a really good point. Do you drink martinis? Do you like a martini? Yeah, well, I think there's a bit of a learning curve to a martini. I, well, (laughs) when I turned 18, my first ever legal drink, or first ever drink, I should say, um, was actually a martini. I went up to, it was just a random pub, and I went up to the bartender and asked for the James Bond shaken, not stirred uh, martini because I thought it would sound cool. And (laughs) he just kind of laughed and made it for me and then I tasted it and it was just absolutely rancid in my opinion back then. But obviously over the years, as my drinking experience has gone up, I've changed my tack quite a bit and now it's definitely probably the cocktail I reach for the most. How do you take it? Are you gin, vodka? Are you someone who has olives? Are you dirty, wet? What's what's your order nowadays? Yeah, it comes in waves. Recently, I was on a bit of a wet martini kick until my interview with Rocky when she said that there are two kinds of people who order wet martinis. The first are bartenders because um, wet martinis have more vermouth and they do gin in them. So bartenders know that they can have more martinis and get less drunk. And then the second type of people who order wet martinis are people who don't know that and don't realise they're getting less booze. So once I found out that wet martinis were a little less alcoholic than dry martinis or dirty martinis, I um, swiftly returned to my safe space of dirty martinis. I'd love to know, who do you think is doing a really good classic martini? Yeah, well, I think one of the first names that comes to mind when it comes to Melbourne is 
um, Apollo Inn and Gimlet, Andrew McConnell's sort of duo of venues on Flinders Lane. Um, there's something about the room when you walk into Gimlet, with all due respect to the cocktail Gimlet, that instantly makes you want to order some version of a martini. It's just got the soaring columns, the white tablecloths. In terms of Sydney, um, when I think of cocktails, I think anything for the speakeasy group, despite them perhaps being known as whiskey specialists, um, the sort of theatre that they bring to cocktail making lends itself well to martinis. And um, Bar Planet, despite doing all kinds of martinis from classic to maybe more 90s vodka, Sex of the City adjacent martinis um, definitely do a great classic one as well. Well, we should talk about the espresso martinis and the porn star martinis and the cocktails that are martini adjacent, shall we say. What's your opinion on them? Yeah, well, I've actually, even though I've probably been aware of it on a subconscious level, I hadn't directly made the con- the um, the link between the fact that the martini is obviously, it shares a name with the martini glass, which leads to a lot of confusion when it comes to cocktail names because a lot of cocktails that the only thing that makes them a martini is the fact that they come served in a martini glass get away with calling themselves martinis. And I think the espresso martini certainly falls into that category. Lychee martinis too, and definitely porn stars. Can we talk about the ones that are just a little bit wacky? Which bar is doing the chicken salt martini? That one is Smoke Bar in Barangaroo, which is um, Matt Moran's take on a cocktail bar. And um, yeah, I believe it comes in a sort of chicken salt kind of oil, and that's the dirty sort of pickle component in the martini. Does it taste like a bag of hot chips or does it taste a lot more delicious than that? Um, it it doesn't evoke a fish and chip shop, but it um, it definitely brings a really much needed savoury element. And the fact that it comes with a deep fried potato twill definitely contributes to the overall vibe. So in your article, you've chosen kind of 22 places around the country that are serving excellent martinis. Can you give us some examples of the places where they're serving sort of interesting variations on the drink? Yeah, absolutely. But I should note that um, whenever people get a little bit too creative with the traditional martini format of gin, vermouth, and well, that's pretty much it, gin, vermouth, and an ice cold glass, um, it gets very contentious very quickly. There are some purists who think that if it's vodka in there, that it shouldn't be a martini. There are some people who will argue that a Martinez is the only pure version of a martini. Um, so, yeah, just to put the caveat in there that a lot of bartenders use the martini as a starting idea when they're creating their own signature cocktail lists. Um, so within that list, there are lots of martini-derived drinks. If they're not specifically martinis, there's definitely that kind of influence in there. So. Some of them, the one I particularly liked in my research, which I haven't had the chance to try yet, but it sounds great, is at um, Funda, which is a new restaurant in Sydney, and it's a Korean diner. And um, the Korean influence there is that there's kombu-infused gin and a white miso amontillado sherry. Sherry is often used to sort of substitute vermouth in a lot of martinis. And um, kimchi oil is there as the sort of as the garnish and the, the pickle component, which I find really, really interesting and compelling. Over in Melbourne, I think uh, Jada, which is the new bar by Shane Delia of um, Maha Renown, he's got something called the Alembic Essence, which is uh, gin and dry vermouth with orange blossom and a rack, which is 
yeah, I think a really nice sort of incorporation of the Middle Eastern theme there. And lastly, I think that Vermuteria in King's Cross, which has over five different martinis on its list to try, obviously being a vermouth bar, they've got a few opinions on martinis. And the smoked martini is great. It's dry gin, Laphroaig whiskey, dry vermouth, and smoked salmon roe. So as you can tell, people take the savoury component and really run wild with it a lot of the time with martinis, um, often to very good effect. If there's any way you should have a wet martini, it feels like Vermouteria would be the place because if you're going to have more vermouth, you want it to be somewhere that has a really great range. Yeah, absolutely. And you also see a lot of chefs in you know Australian restaurants experimenting with making their own vermouths. Uh, Dave Verhuel over at Embla makes his own vermouth. So I wouldn't be surprised if they've all got their own kind of martini concoctions they've got going at their restaurants too. Are we doing anything wrong when we order a martini? Are we making any silly mistakes? I think one thing that sort of resonated a lot when I was talking to them was that people can tell when you don't have a clue what any of the martini terms mean. Yeah, okay. And um, it's better to just, you know, profess your ignorance and ask to be spoken to in plain terms. And a lot of people don't. I didn't know what a wet martini was really until I sort of started writing this article and I really enjoy martinis. So I think if you don't really know what any of the words mean, if you don't know what with a twist means, if you don't know what dirty means, how dirty, how wet, how dry, just explain what sort of flavour profile you want and you'll be guided in the right direction. If we were going to go for a martini right now, where would we go and what would we order? I think if you really want to have a serious martini, you should make your way over to maybe Sammy in the rocks. Uh, from memory, there are, there are mini martinis, there are classic martinis. There's a whole range of signatures on their new cocktail menu, which are clearly martini inspired. Um, so personally, I've had a couple from there that I really enjoy. And this might be a recency bias, but um, Love Tilly Divine is doing a mini martini happy hour every day now. And I had a couple last night and I uh, really enjoyed it. So They're if you see time. a mini martini in the wild, you should jump on that too. A listener production.